Welcome to the latest Partnership Podcast. Today I'll be hearing from the new National SAFE President, Mark Porteous, about what that role looks like in the aftermath of the COVID-19 outbreak, what the ramifications have been for running a funeral business in general. As ever, we're in the midst of change, whether through the internet, regulation or families changing needs. Mark will be giving his insight as a funeral director and as a president into what the future holds. So, welcome, Mark. Delighted to have you on this podcast. So, perhaps I can start with the inevitable. This far into COVID-19, how are you and your business holding up? Are the challenges now much different to what they were in April? Good morning, Malcolm. Uh, first of all, can I thank you for inviting me along to, to carry out this podcast? Um, I'm happy to do so. Um, to, to be honest with you, within my own business, we have probably coped very well so far. At the very beginning, our priority was obviously the safety of our staff. We decided to take our time and implement some of the guidelines. Um, and the reason for that is we were approached by our staff uh, who also had an input and wanted to make sure that our families um, were looked after in the same way they normally are. So we, we, we implemented the guidelines, not by the letter, I have to say, from government or from SAFE, but we felt what was good for our region and for our business. And so far, it seems to have worked very well. I was proud of my staff that they came and approached us in the first place. We still had to put in restrictions, but in the main, we have coped, I suppose, remarkably well since then to now. The only difference being that volume has decreased. I don't think we've had a COVID case in the last two two weeks. We're probably generally a bit quieter than we would normally be, but n not by much, but we are a bit quieter. Uh, but the challenges are still the same, keeping our staff safe. That's, that's for sure. We monitor it daily, really, to be honest with you. We've now brought in temperature measures uh, and we also have a form that they fill in at least once a week about any change to the, the way they're feeling, whether it's a cough, whether it's, you know, and so far we've not had any any issues, but we will keep monitoring that. Excellent. Thank you, Mark. Now, you became National Safe President in the very early stages of the crisis. So what does a safe presidency look like in this time of lockdown? I mean, how do you find meeting online? Well, first of all, I can tell you, um, how does a president look? Well, after three months, I can tell you the president in the morning has a hairstyle like Ken Dodd. So that's the first thing. Um, the only positive from that, the only positive from that, Malcolm, is that I've now uh, got enough hair to, to have a comb over over my bald patch at the back of the head. But apart from that, apart from that, I'm looking okay. Um, it, it's a good question. I realised early on that uh, compared to other presidents and their years and what they would experience, my year was going to obviously be, be different. Uh, not being able yes. to go out to meet members face-to-face -face in regional meetings and going to kindred associations and banquets, which obviously will help my waistline, but uh, <laughs> that's all part and parcel of being the safe president. You're an ambassador uh, and I was honoured to, to get that position. However, we do do online meetings. That, I think, has been very worthwhile. As you know, because you've attended them, we've had four regional meetings up to now. 
Uh, and every week they have been getting better attended. And I would like to say to members that have not attended a regional meeting as yet, please do. You don't have to wait necessarily till it's your region. We're having them most Wednesdays. Uh, just contact the business centre and get registered and we will let you know when the next one's going to be if you want to join us. It's a good opportunity to, to uh, meet myself. Uh, we have had James Carkery, our Scottish president, on as well. Yes. Um, and Terry's obviously there as our CEO. We have a number of associates. You don't have to wear a shirt and tie or whatever uniform. You can come in with jeans and a t-shirt, a cup of tea, yep. or in some cases a glasses, glassy wine. So <laughs> it's it's not. It doesn't have to be formal. So just come on. And if you don't want to to ask any questions, that's fine. But come on and listen, and hear what's going on in the country. We meet with our families online. I mean, I think that's probably the new new way now. Older people, elderly people, they don't seem to have an issue meeting online. So I, I don't find a difficulty with that. I quite actually, in a, in a bizarre way, I quite enjoy it. It can't be face to face, but I do quite like still having that interaction with people online. You know, I've met a huge amount of people online that I probably wouldn't have met because of COVID. So yeah, online is not an issue, but um, yeah, I would prefer next year, hopefully if all goes well, I'll be out and about meeting uh, members online. It's been a bit of a stressful period. We actually created a COVID uh, task force, which involved all the officers. So that was myself, Joe Parker, Mark Corton, and our CEO, Terry, along with Mark Binnersley, our PR uh, guru. So although I wasn't getting out and about around the country, I was certainly involved with what was happening in SAFE and, and the guidelines that were coming out. Now, let, let's turn a little bit more to sort of formal business matters. We talked regulation with Graham McCausland of the FPA last month, and he talked a lot about the change we would soon be seeing both at need and pre-need. Now, with COVID-19 an ongoing issue, do you think the funeral profession is prepared to meet the change that regulation could bring? We're prepared in the sense that we know we're going to have regulations, but with the CMA, we just don't know what the final outcome is going to be. And I think that's probably a concern for many funeral directors throughout the country. In Scotland, we have obviously dealt with the regulation issue for a number of years. The CMA has now got on board and that's making things a little bit more complicated because it's put things on hold in Scotland. And they are working to a statutory timetable, which in the present climate, I think government should be looking at that and whatever needs to be done on a legal basis to delay that, I think it should be done as quickly as possible. However, we are where we are. Companies that are maybe saying to themselves, well, this isn't going to happen, I can assure you it is going to happen. And if you're not sure about regulation or you're worried about anything, then again, contact SAFE. We have representatives that uh, go to um, CMA meetings uh, all over the country. So we have members that can advise them or help them. But yeah, regulation is going to come. It's just in what format, because there is this talk about a price um, price cap, whatever you want to call it. And that is probably a huge concern for many of us. However, we don't know how that's going to look. And I would hope that the CMA realise that independents have a slightly different outlook on how they price compared to some of the national companies. And I think that's important that they take that on, on board. Thanks, Mark. Now, in particular, as we know, the funeral planning industry will definitely be regulated by the FCA in two years' time. But in the meantime, uh, we come under the auspices of the Funeral Planning Authority. And one of the uh, initiatives coming through is that we're going to have a formal agreement uh, with all our selling funeral directors around the UK. How do you feel about that agreement? 
Well, without knowing exactly what's in the agreement, it's hard to really give you a full answer, but I don't really have an issue with it. I mean, I think as independents, the fact that the, uh, the regulator might be the FCA, is that right, Malcolm? Yes. So I think taking that on board, I think we're going to have to have some agreement in place so that we can operate and sell plans or offer plans to our families. You know, I, I was like, when I speak to my families, I talk about maybe them buying a plan online to a faceless company, if you like, you know, and, you know, that's why we always say, and you know this, that we'll always say the, the, the expertise is with that your local funeral director, they're the guys that you should approach. Yeah. What I would say is the COVID situation, because of technology and people are getting more comfortable and all age groups are getting more comfortable using this, especially the older age group, online selling of plans, I can see that being something that we need to look at as individual companies, maybe through Golden Charter, but certainly to have a digital platform that's separate from your website or you can link in from your website to uh, access plans and information on plans and actually purchase a plan online rather than come into our offices, I think that's something we're going to have to look at. Yes, thank you for that, Mark. And, and you're absolutely right. The the customer experience uh, in terms of that digital platform is is something that's close to our hearts, and we're putting a lot of work and effort into that. Um, now, we know from the number of plans being purchased from families contacting us directly and from our survey work that the public is still very much interested in planning ahead. And for some, COVID-19 has understandably been a prompt, and you referenced that just now about pre-planning. So have families still been making plan inquiries with you, and how have you managed to meet their needs? We've seen a little increase in the last couple of weeks, Malcolm. Families are, seem to be more comfortable now to, to actually contact us and talk about that. It's been difficult for independents because we always think, about um, you know marketing that what's the best time is this a good time? All I would say is, if you're at home, you will see that nothing's changed in terms of the funeral plans getting sold over the television every day. We are still running our business at the end of the day. Yes. So we've got to consider uh, marketing not just for pre-need but at need. We normally do about two or three funerals a month that are plans, plans that we have yes. sold. Over the last three months, we, we've done 30 funerals that, that were plan related, you know, that we had sold. And yeah. actually, I never thought I would ever sort of consider this, but I now have to look at that and say, you know, these are deaths that have been premature, if you like. A lot of them probably shouldn't have happened just now. So we have to really think about replacing these plans. Yes. And to do that, we have to think of a marketing campaign, which Golden Charter, I think, is already working on where you're going to help us to put something together, and I'm talking about all members, yes. um, that it's not taken in a way that's insensitive to what's going on. But I think also COVID has made people talk about death, and yes. that actually can only be a good thing. And I think people are more willing now than ever before to probably put something in place. It's, it's difficult because no funeral director wants to be seen to be pushing a funeral plan probably during the COVID period, but I understand. the competition out there are certainly doing it. That's, that's for sure. Indeed. Thank you, Mark. Right. Now, I visited your website earlier, and it's clear from the immediate message there on COVID-19 that you've been careful to make sure your family's online experience is the best it can be at this very time, and particularly as more people are going online. And you've also used online reviews very effectively, and they're a big part of your site. Can you just share a little about how you've been using digital options over the last few months in your business 
and why you think that's more important going forward? I think I touched on that with the funeral plans as well. You know, at the end of the day, um, everybody is, is going online, whether it's through your mobile phone or your tablet at home or whatever the case may be. So people are certainly seeking information. It's now part and parcel. It's not going to go away. It's it's here to stay. So digital advisory online platforms or anything that you want to do online is very important and that, that's something that we will continue to do as a business. Reviews are also very important to our business. Um, there was all this talk a few years ago about you know, branding companies with uh, gold stars, five star this and four star that. That, that I, I disagree with, but online, whether we like it or not, it, it's all changed and we find the reviews actually help our business uh, and get families to recommend us through the reviews because that's what happens. They read the review, they think, okay, somebody's taking the time to write that review and they'll they'll then use that to come and speak to us. And it's an opening conversation on occasion where they'll mention the review that they've read and that's how they come into the to the meeting. So reviews are, I think, very important to, to our businesses now. And I do know of one or two funeral directors that still don't have a website, which surprises me. And SAFE has that uh, support there. We have a company that can help them. And, you know, doesn't matter what size you are, you need to be more aware of how families and the general public seek information. And that's through digital platforms and, and online. And they will read reviews and they will also write reviews. So we just need to all be aware of that. Great. Thank you, Mark. Right, last question. So if this was a live broadcast to all your SAFE members, what key message would you like to finish this podcast on? Well, there's a couple of things I would like to um, leave them a message on, uh, Malcolm, which is at the end of the day, you know, this, this, this country has had tens of thousands of deaths. And I think independents carry about probably 70% of the, the deaths that they've probably coped with. And I think the government and the CMA should look at how we've coped, because unlike other European countries, We've not had the army on the streets and we've not had bodies piling up and everybody in the profession and particularly safe members should be very very proud of what they've achieved during this period also within our membership we have a huge amount of experience and innovators and people skills that we have and that can be called upon so going back to the regional meetings you have access to these skills so mm -hmm. don't feel you're alone we're in it together remember we do this for a reason and I think, in my opinion, uh, SAFE members are the, the best in the profession and, and they need to remember that. I would also say, though, that during this period, Malcolm, there's probably been some dark days for our members and we have SAFE support, it's confidential. And yeah. if you need to speak to someone, please do not hesitate to use that service because it is a free service. But in general, I think our profession has coped well. I think SAFE members have been absolutely fantastic. They lead the way. Uh, and I'm happy to be their president, and it's, a, it's an honour, as I say. Excellent. Thank you, Mark. And yes, I'd like to add my thanks and also all of Golden Charter uh, for the fantastic job that all our part of funeral directors have done over the last few months. It really has been a magnificent effort. Um, Mark, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate that. Thanks, Malcolm. It was a, it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another partnership podcast. Look out for more from Mark in Safe Insight. The upcoming magazine will also be hearing from our last episode's guest, Graeme McCausland, about what exactly the FPA rules look like. 
We'll continue looking for ways to bring you information, so do contact me on malcolm.flanders at goldencharter.co.uk if there's anything you'd like to hear about or to contribute. And as always, you can find all our episodes on goldencharter.buzzsprout.com. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll talk to you again on the Partnership Podcast.